0: I've it, been called Humpty Dumpty.
1: <laughs> I'm like, that, sorry I have a circular head. <laughs>
0: she started off laughing and it turned into a bit of a cry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone, you're listening to G Thanks, the Spotify original podcast.
1: So last night we we're, we were staying in Sydney for this podcast, yes. and you know you're just not in your bed; you're in a hotel room. Mm. I couldn't sleep. We had a terrible sleep. We had to wake up early this morning to record, and God, I'm tired. Yeah, you know those those nights where your
0: brain's just buzzing and you can't sleep, and it's dead quiet. And just, your brain just starts spitting out random words like negligence. Speaking of brains. <laughs> Speaking of brains and mental health and the brain itself. Today in we have the a studio, special we guest. have a special guest, Zachary Deronowski. Did I say it right? You got it. I got it. Zachary is also known as MD Motivator and is studying medicine at the University of Sydney. He has been has blown up on Instagram and TikTok helping
1: people beat mental oh illnesses. Wow. So for me, things that stress me out um to be honest is just COVID <laughs> and during the pandemic um everyone is just realizing how important mental health is and how how real it is yeah because I think it was so taboo for so long and it's only just now that it's being talked about a lot more and you're definitely using your platform to talk about it and advocate for people and I just think it's such an amazing thing to do because personally I've always wanted to talk about it more because I do struggle with mental health myself but I get so scared that I'm going to trigger someone or I'm going to say something wrong or people are going to accuse me of self-diagnosing. So Zach, can I call you Zach? (laughs) Yeah, you can call me Zach. (laughs) His friends call him Zach. So Zach, how do you go about advocating for mental health like on your TikTok and on the internet when it can be such a um, cancel culture and can be a very controversial topic? How do you go about advocating for it without getting hate?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. So I started this about three, four months ago now on TikTok with the intention just to speak up from experience and give this advice. But it was more so, if you follow my TikToks, which you guys do now, um, none of the videos I speak purposefully because I know people just want to be heard. That's the whole purpose of it. So I'm trying to give them a voice, Uh, No self-diagnosing and all the every video I post please do not self-diagnose This account is used to raise awareness. If you're concerned, please seek professional support There's a universal link in the bio because with tiktok it could be india canada u.s australia Randomly, you don't know where they're gonna come from. So the resource whether it's a phone line beyond blue, whatever it is Um, it's very important that they have access to it um, but without crossing that boundary which i've been very fortunate to not have any any hate from doing so. Wow, that's Um, amazing. Yeah, so that's... in the perspectives and the stories have been very uh, eye-opening.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Lily and I struggle with different type of um, mental health issues, as you say. Um, Since I was young, I've always had um, just... Generalized anxiety. It started off with the whole monster in the cupboard as I was when I was a little kid, you know, things like that. My imagination got the best of me. You
1: were scared of rope.
0: I was. I had <laughs> weird fi- uh, fixations. I was scared of rope for some. Uh, I was scared of. I don't know what it was. The texture of it, <laughs> like I, I would freak out and hyperventilate. I, I was scared of bowling balls. Because um, <laughs> they had t- holes in them. No, they were heavy, and um, I would imagine things like this. <laughs> I would imagine things like people swallowing them, and because that you can't do that, it's impossible. And my mind would not just think about it as like, "Huh, that's funny." I would, I would seriously think about it to the extent where like, I would. I can't explain it. I, I, my brain would almost explode with fear. I don't know why. And I, it was literally, it was really intrusive thoughts that I couldn't not think about, um, any spare time. I remember just, and this was when I was a kid and like, when you're a kid, you're supposed to have no worries. You're supposed to just be really, um, like you're supposed to only worry about your homework. But I was just, I had these strange fixations that I felt like no, none of my other friends would have, like, um... And the way I would react to it, um, yeah, there was some, that's how it started. But then in the later years, I developed um, disassociation. I get episodes of that, and then, um, which I haven't actually t- talked about at all on my channel. I don't really ever talk about anxiety or anything. It's just something personal that I don't really yeah. like I think talking that about.
1: Your anxiety. Well, from the start at least, was very much um imaginary. So it wasn't really scenarios that were actually gonna happen kind yes, of. Yes, it was like, very fictional. Like I remember me and Georgie used to share a room and our fan, you know, in the summer you have your fan on, it's a ceiling fan, and she was always like, Lily, we can't turn it on because it's going to fall on us and just stuff like that. I mean, that was just me <laughs> freaking out about a fan. It wasn't the really anxiety. No, yeah yeah, sorry. But for me, my anxiety I've developed in later years and it's only probably the last year that um, it's gotten really bad and my anxiety is more social. Um, There's been times where I'm at a party. It's actually been twice where I've had to leave just because, like it's it's I don't really know, um, what it is, but it's like your social battery runs out. And I, I hear that saying a lot. Um, but I it's genuinely how you feel. You don't have the energy to talk to anyone anymore. And, you know, you already feel anxious going because, um, you know, I'm a very insecure person. I've been diagnosed with body dysmorphia. So, you know, going there all dressed up and, you know, showing skin um, was already, you know, a scary thing to do. And then, um, yeah, your social battery runs out and you're just scared and you just want to go home. And yeah, so I think our, our anxiety differs a lot.
2: Well, in regards to what you were saying, just in terms of body dysmorphia and like, so, like, I just want to go a little bit into more about me and just explain mm, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. So, it wasn't always mental health. I, if you guys didn't know, I'm a, I'm a former college dropout. I had a life-threatening blood clot. Um, oh, yeah. I just recently went through a six-year long-term relationship breakup back home in Canada. Oof. So, there's been a lot of things that I've always been open with sharing. Like, that's always been. So I've always believed in this formula. Vulnerability equals relatability equals wow. empowerment. Yeah. So, oh, that, that's the only way I can connect with people. So, I've always thought that I'm like, when I dropped out of college and my dean said I couldn't do college and my parents said move out. Sure, academically, there's a lot of things I did, but you know what you need to do to get better. But it's like you're stuck in this place. And I was like, I never spoke about this place. Mm. And I'm like, there's so many people that are in that place. So I'm like, let me use this as an opportunity to speak. Um, so in terms of biosmorphia, I have like permanent damage in my right arm. From the blood clot because they misdiagnosed it so that's something that i deal with. so it's like my right arm's a little bit puffier than my left arm which is you probably wouldn't notice it you from, from the buff
0: to be honest yeah thank you, <laughs>
2: you. yeah yeah so that was just something that's been something that's been hard so it's like and i don't ever want to compare someone else's Uh, experiences to mine, but I'm just saying that. No, relatability. Yeah, relatability. So I think that's super important. So
1: if you can relate to someone, it helps a lot. Like I have certain friends that I can talk to about my mental health issues because they do also suffer from them. And I think that my psychologist, I see a psychologist and she has personally gone through a lot of the same things as me. And it helps because you can see someone who has gone through it and they've survived you know they've they've they're fine now you know and it's like oh like if she can do it I can do it and I think that let's talk more about your um breakup because I know for me I recently broke up with my first ever boyfriend so I was talking to my psychologist and she said any Um, feelings that you felt before the breakup. Again, I'm not going to self-diagnose myself, but feelings of depression. Um, I do take antidepressants for mainly anxiety. My psychologist said, I don't have depression. I have um, compassionate grief. She said she only thinks that uh, these depressive symptoms which grief mimics depression so she said it's it's like you're feeling the feelings of depression but it's not depression because it will finish it will stop when um, in time yeah Mm -hmm. it will stop in time when you're over the feelings of the breakup so for you your six-year relationship that would have been really hard for you how did you go through that did it heighten any of like your mental health issues like did it put you in a different state of, you know, did you experience yeah. any heightened,
2: yeah, course, <laughs> you course,
1: know course. what I mean? I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. I was listening.
2: yeah so six year relationship, breaking yeah. up long distance, starting medical school, having knee surgery. So that didn't allow me, oh, my, my, my like escape is physical activity. Mm. Um, so not having that escape and feeling distant from family and friends. So it's like, it's cool to text them or FaceTime them, but that actual connection with them you you lose that and my brother lives in Italy so like although it's nice to have classmates which is really I'm very fortunate to have really good classmates and new friends it's kind of like I was on this island and it's like you wanted to be alone but not lonely that makes sense yes
0: I I understand exactly what you're saying do you know what I mean so like that was
2: something that I battled with and I I'm just like the best way to do this is to like speak out my thoughts in like a journal or something so I'm like I'll make my journal TikTok and see if yeah. people can connect.
0: Wow, it is a. I I find talking about it so much easier than writing it down or yeah. something. Even if even if someone doesn't understand, because with my type of anxiety and like disassociation and things, it's so specific and so st- weird in a way. Like I, I can't really put my feelings into words most of the time, and just even just explaining it to someone that might not even understand but can sympathize is really is really. Um, helpful helpful but it's it's been getting like it it's hard to hide when it happens because i kind of like like you can tell like i like i'll zone out and um it's like it feels like you're floating around in yourself i know people get depersonalization where they feel like they're looking back at themselves or they're like looking from above themselves <laughs> or something i know people get derealization where it's like everything around you feels not real and like the proportions are off or something like, I'm not too sure about those parts of it because I only really disassociate. I kind of get the, I'm actually pretty lucky, even though what I experience is it's terrifying. It also, I, I'm, I know within myself that it's, it's not as bad as it could be. What happens when I get it? I'm trying to, like, explain this as short as I can, but it feels like a... No, I
2: appreciate you sharing do it. Do you know
0: what I mean? It feels like I can't explain it without whipping out, like, a 50-page novel about it. But um, it feels like... It starts off as this, like, weird um, déjà vu feeling, and then I get this, like, a lump in my throat. I feel sick. Um, I, I can't feel my hands anymore. Um, I do get the, like out of body kind of sometimes it's, it's different every time, but then I feel like either the room switched around. I feel like no one, um, in the room seems familiar anymore. Um, I forget everyone's name. I forget who I am. I forget what I'm doing. Um, a a really intense feeling of like a nightmare I've had, like maybe a few months ago comes into my mind or like a, a, a dream even. Um, I just feel like I am no one. I'm nothing. I feel like a collection of random words and thoughts just mashed together, and I don't feel like a person in those moments. It is—it's just, just the strangest, weirdest feeling you could ever experience, and it's scary. And when it happens, it's hard to mask because you can tell. Like I, c- I don't—I can't speak normally when it happens. If someone tries to talk to me, I don't know what they're saying, and I will speak gibberish. I've—I've I've, like my boyfriend. He's tried to talk to me while it's happening. Could tell it's happening. And he asked me, what's my name? I went, but I couldn't tell him what his name was. I, it wasn't that I couldn't remember. It's because I, I could not physically grasp that part of my brain to access what his name was. It's, it's like, oh, yeah.
2: So what do you do when that happens?
0: I usually just like take a deep breath or just kind of all I have to do is wait it out. It only lasts like maybe a minute. Um, which is lucky cause I know people can get it for a long longer, but it's always kind of has lasted like a minute or two and I just have to wait it out. And I'm sorry I spoke so long then, but it is hard to explain with just one sentence. No, um, that's, that's, yeah.
2: that's, I definitely <laughs> wish. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and I kind of want to say one last thing, if that's okay. Yeah. In regards to that, you said it, it's like, it's different for everyone. And like, you're like almost minimizing what you're going through. It's like, there's a saying, it's like, whether you're drowning in three inches or three feet of water, you're still drowning. Right. Yeah. So it's like, don't compare or you're yeah. going through to anybody else. I love that. Yeah. And I,
0: al- I almost hate talking about it as like because I hate feeling like I'm vic- like I'm the victim. Oh, poor me. Because if anything, I've had this since I can remember, since I was a little kid, like year four. Um, and it was a lot, it was a lot more harsh when I was little. And I think that's just because I got used to it. Um, and I got used to handling and masking it a bit more, even though it, I'm pretty still yeah. pretty terrible. At I
1: think it. I really like that quote though, Zachary, because, um my teachers have said you know I you know struggle I've struggled since we went online school and stuff like that um just you know that connection with your friends is gone um and I'd complain about it and then I'd be like oh you know like I can't complain like my family's happy and healthy no one's sick like and she said yeah but you know just because your pain isn't someone else's pain you know uh, it's still valid. Like my feelings, although it's not th- the worst thing in the world, what I'm going through, it's still valid and I'm still allowed to be upset about it, which sometimes I find really hard to manage. I'm like, I shouldn't be upset about this, but no, like you can't yeah, be upset someone about small things. Having a right. harder time. Yeah.
2: It's toxic positivity, which isn't yeah. allowing you to actually acknowledge how you feel to get through what you're going through. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I love that
0: quote. Yeah. So we've got to let you speak because I'm, yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking no, too much about stories. ourselves.
1: No, we um, want to hear yours. So, do you personally struggle with any mental health issues right now or have what mental health issues have you struggled through as well? If you don't mind me. asking. Yeah.
2: Me? So when I dropped out of college, essentially I was struggling with anxiety and just feeling low. I was never clinically diagnosed, but just yeah. it wasn't something that was I was allowed to feel, I guess, mm. um, especially as being a male. So when we talk yes. mental health, the oh. stigma yes. behind males is even worse. Yeah. So I think that was something that I've always allowed myself to rap music and motivational speakers and positive 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 it's like i can push past it but it's like i never actually addressed it so it was something that when i failed at a college i I lost all my friends i lost respect to my parents i'm an older brother so my brother wasn't looking up to me as much um Mm -hmm. it was just a really rough time for me um but i noticed and learned through the year there was like really three questions that i used to like help me get to where like in medicine now so it's like what actually makes me happy not like what looks happy or like, like do I, am I, am I verified on Instagram? Like what actually makes me happy then was, okay, what's actually my purpose. And then what can I use that purpose for to positively impact the lives of others? So I pieced all that together and recognized that medicine was that, that, that thing for me, yeah. so I ended up doing really well in my degree, and then I ended up traveling North America, speaking uh, across the U.S. to all these pre-medical conferences where I'd share my 0. 0.59 GPA transcript <laughs> to just show them that, like, to be the perfect. Like, no one relates to the perfect person, or yes. no one that went through anything. No one's gonna listen to you. No. Yeah. So that's I'm like, amazing. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, and then now mental health is like the ultimate way of doing that for me, mm. and because there's nothing more important than yeah. your mental health. Yeah. So yeah. I think
1: TikTok, like, it's amazing how you're so open with it. And um, do you find that's your, like, that's your platform to
2: um,
1: express yourself and advocate for others?
2: For the time being, yeah. Because I think videos are so much more powerful, as you guys know, YouTubers. But it's funny, it's kind of coincidental. It's like, I'm advocating and growing and all these things are happening but my mental health was deteriorating because of it. Yes. Yeah. I need more content you're helping, ideas.
0: You're helping others and not helping yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: so that's kind of my question to you guys is how do you always grow and progress with social media without losing sense of yourself?
1: Yeah, wow. Because oh. you just see a YouTube video. It looks all happy. It's scripted, whatever. Oh, yes, yes. But behind the scenes, there's so much more that goes into it. And for me, it's hard with school because I'm in my last year of school. I'm in year 12, like senior year it's really hard for me especially during lockdown I like to film with my friends I like to you know vlog when I'm out going to events and none of that was happening so I lost a lot of motivation and just was making videos at home that were just you know little challenges Q&A's and it just wasn't as fun and I I lost a lot of love and passion for it I used to love editing and seeing the footage and oh I just lost the motivation and it is hard as well sometimes with a video that you put so much work into you really loved it and then it doesn't get the views and it sucks because... And you put so much of your, like, self-worth into views yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and which you shouldn't. You but, shouldn't, but it's
0: hard not to sometimes. Yeah,
1: and some of the comments, like, I... Um, because I started YouTube off Georgia, obviously, there's not one video where I don't get comments about, oh, you look so much like Georgia or Georgia's funnier or... Yeah, so sometimes it's hard to deal with comments and, you know, people will call me a basic bitch or, like... So behind the scenes it can it can hurt and I think that, you know, you put on a brave front and I'm actually very lucky. I don't get a lot of hate but when I do it's, it's upsetting because you get, you know, hundreds, not hundreds but like, you know, a couple hundred a positive comments. You get one bad comment and, and you, you can fixate it on it. On it.
2: Well, you, you'll see the notifications and you'll scroll through them all, yeah. just like okay, same, same, same. It's like yeah. that comment's different. Let me read that comment. Oh, that's Definitely. negative. Why are they being negative? Who are they? It's like why are we doing that?
1: And I've it, been called Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I'm like, and that, sorry, I have a circular head. Like <laughs> she started off laughing and it turned into a bit of a cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um it can get to you and yeah I think that, totally i think that when people are sitting behind a screen and they're writing a hate comment they don't realize how it affects you because they just look at you and they're like oh she's a positive happy influencer and i try to show emotion you know on my instagram story or something i'll post the story being you know upset like a little crying like photo of me and just be like you know not every influencer is happy all the time. I'm not happy all the time. I get questions like, how are you so positive all the time? I'm not. And I want to show that I'm not all the time. But then if I post that, people will be like, she's just wanting attention. She just wants um, sympathy. Like, oh, your life's so hard because they just see your life. They see all the highlights of your life and like, your life's so hard. Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I do have hard days. And I think it's very hard to open up on, um, the internet without getting backlash. Well, not just power. attention
2: seeking. You're, you're weak. You're emotionally unstable. Are you okay? It's, I'm okay. I'm just... I am just I just sh- want sh- to show yeah, you. I'm, wo- I'm woke. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just letting you know yeah. that this is real. Exactly.
0: And I've, I've been told by my parents before that I was going to share a story about my bi- disassociation and also I get panic attacks. And to me, they are two totally different things. And I was going to kind of share what I experienced and those two different things, the differences between them w- with me and how what I experienced basically what I just explained and my parents were like are you sure you want to post that like they were worried about me not being able to get work because I would look difficult mm-hmm. or um they were worried about what people would think of me oh she's weird like that's weird because most people would would hear me say oh I forget my my forget my family in those few seconds they go that is she's you know, psych she's a psychopath. Yeah, so our Um, parents
1: were just looking out for the best in you. They weren't.
0: Exactly. But I know I'm a completely normal person. I just suffer from this from time to time. And when I say from time to time, I haven't had this in months, it goes in episodes of like a few days, I'll get it throughout the day a few times. And same with, like, my panic attacks, it will be, like, a little episode. I get, like, huge spikes. With, I know with a lot of, like, my therapist has explained um, with a lot of people, you know, most people are kind of hovering along like this. And with depression, you kind of go down, whereas, like, anxiety is more like a bang, like a spike. And then i most of the time, I'm a really happy person. But when I get my spikes, they are huge and I can't explain, like, I... I feel like my brain's exploding. Yeah,
1: I think you get spikes and then I get lows yes. where I'm just unmotivated and I just stay in bed. And then I say, Georgia, can we get ice cream?
0: But that's that's <laughs> what Agreed. I had to say about your question is like, how do I deal with it? And the quest- the the answer is, I su- I haven't even talked about it because of my parents watching out for me and because basically I didn't want to look um I didn't want to look like a psycho. Um, right? No, no,
2: no, totally. Yeah. And in medicine, right? So me speaking about it, it's like, oh, you're gonna be a a doctor and you're speaking about mental health, like mm. it's, so, really? it's so taboo, right? Um, I have like a few friends who are anesthesiologists and family physicians here in Sydney. And they were talking about like how you need to suppress speaking about mental health if you want to proceed with education or careers. Oh, because you need to be stable or something. You have to be. You you, right. you oh, can't good. talk about it if you want to talk about it. it, it but it, you're right. a doctor
1: and well, you have to You will be a doctor. <laughs> yet, but yeah,
2: But it, 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 it just doesn't make sense to me. And like, I think that stigma that you discussed there with like, future networking opportunities and growth of your business. Kind of the same. Th- I think it's the same, but I think that's breaking. 2020 is breaking that down. Mm, um, definitely. I think
1: the pandemic definitely helped with that. Yeah. Because so, everyone's going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going through some sort of stress. How do you How do you deal with stress personally? <laughs> how do you manage stress? Because yeah. I know that a lot of our listeners as well would be in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, exams, stuff like that. You know, when you dropped out of uni or even when you were in uni with exams, how did you manage that stress? And it's very overwhelming. What would times. your advice be? Yeah. yeah
2: so my, my advice to myself now versus then is different. With mm-hmm. now, like in 2020 with Generation Z, social is it can be so toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always take one day a week where I disconnect from all social media. That is even, amazing. even if i'm like so tempted to check mm. notifications or TikTok. someone email me or tiktok or i have a great i know i force myself one day a week every sunday to no social media so i think that's helped me a lot with yeah. clearing my heads because we were saying before with like our thoughts and it's like if you don't have a chance to have clear thoughts then they're just going to ruminate in your head and you're never going to get anywhere so i i like to journal them down so if i have like 14 thoughts I write all 14 down. Mm. Then I say, okay, this is one thing on I do. On a
0: pen and paper.
2: On my note. On my note on my phone. <laughs> I'm not that old school. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I thought you meant detox. Like, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. That was so, my attempt at
1: being funny. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: so, so I think that was important to, to, to force myself to do that. It wasn't yeah. easy. Um, For I'll, someone
1: who works online, you know, like it is your job. That's that's amazing, and I think that um, you know a lot of influencers, even us, would like take a page out of your book for that because mm-hmm. people can get so caught up in social media. And I think mm-hmm. that is su- such an amazing tip. Like you know, everyone should do that. I reckon. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it it's There's a book called Twenty Four Six. So it's like referencing that, like you take one day off a week. So you can yeah. maybe check that book out. It's a really cool book. Nice. Twenty Four Six. Twenty Four
1: Six.
0: Everyone. I was gonna say, is there any like any self-plugging you wanted to do any any, like anything that you recommend or even if it's not your work something that you'd recommend people to check out who might be um I don't know struggling with struggling with anything
2: yeah so in terms of mental health the mental health space I think um do you guys watch any TED talks you I do. I listen to TED Talks on, okay. like,
1: on Spotify.
2: There's several good TED Talks out there. The, the, the most important thing I tell everyone to do is, is, is seek support. Mm-hmm. So whether that's friends, family, loved ones, or professional support, I think just speaking up and yeah, stop definitely. allowing yourself just to feel those things. So like I obviously I use a journal or I like to do this thing daily where it's like – so when we talk about relationship issues, mm-hmm. it's like in regards to like highs and lows – I don't know when I'm going to feel like shit. I I don't know if it's going to be 7 to 8 p.m. But I do know when I do feel like that, depending on the time of day, I say, okay, so it's at 7.02 p.m. By 7.32 p.m., I'm going to allow myself to feel for the next 30 minutes. Mm. But then I set a micro goal. So whether it's shower, whether it's to cook, whether it's to schedule to go to the gym, just something small, walk down the street, just something small to force myself out of that because that could last all day.
1: So that is an amazing tip because when I went through my breakup, it was just... I would just lay in bed and I, and my friends would be like, and I'd text my friends being like, Hey, can I call you? Like, and that's the thing I reached out to people, but they always would say, just get out of bed, just get out of bed. And it just seemed like the hardest thing mm-hmm. to do. Um, so I think, you know, setting even a timer, I heard like people were like, set a timer, give yourself 30 minutes to cry and then right. get up, have a shower. And, uh, it helped a lot just getting out of bed. Cause sometimes it is just the hardest thing to get out of bed. And it sounds so like deep, but you know, sometimes it's, not, it's, 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 it's so bad simple. days. Yeah. 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 And I think that I get a lot of DMs and they say, you know, my family um, doesn't want to admit I have a mental health issue. How do I, how do I, how do I get help? And I just say, you know, you have to talk to them and you have to talk. If you can't talk to your friends and family, journal it, like you said. And, you know, there's so many numbers you can call like Beyond Blue and just get um, advice over, over a text message. Um, these days, I feel like it's very easy to get professional help if you really need it mm-hmm. and i think as you said friends and family just just talk all yeah yeah and
2: yeah. it, 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 it's devastating because i get messages like that too where it's like my mom or dad doesn't believe me or yeah. i'm being dramatic and it's just like i think the most important thing is collecting your thoughts so like when i make the TikToks tocks with the text bubbles i always sit down and i write them mm-hmm. i don't no on not my phone <laughs> um, but like i write them so i think yeah. before you go and talk to your family or your friends that you want to speak up to writing down your thoughts because it's so hard to know what you want to say yes. in that moment. Yes. Um, and you want to catch your parents or family at a good time. So maybe yeah. it's like Sunday afternoon after barbecue when your dad's relaxed or your mom's mm. like not right when they get home from work. Like you want yeah. to catch them when they have time too. So and it's
0: also so much, I mean, for me, it's a lot easier to talk about how I'm feeling when I'm in the moment. If yeah. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Writing down what, how you're feeling when you're in that moment because I know talking about Oh, a panic attack I had and how I felt with me. I always have to like – I feel like I have to like cover every aspect of that panic attack but it's hard when I – have it, it happened like an hour ago yeah. or even a day ago. Um, and like I'm, when
1: you go see a psychologist. When you go see a psychologist and
0: you try and explain it, you're like – Okay, oh, Jesus, I can't remember how I felt because I was yeah. so like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I wish I could just be like, pop into my psychologist when I'm having a breakdown. Yes, yeah, like, mm-hmm. because I can't need the help. Exp- yeah, and I can't explain how bad I felt in that moment because I'm just like, oh, I was just so reacting. But no, I wasn't. I was feeling what I was feeling. Something,
0: something that I have done before is I've written down every, <laughs> every aspect of how I felt in that moment where I felt the scare, like the most scared. I was about to say the scaredest <laughs> the scaredest the most fear and I write down exactly how I'm feeling but I also write at the bottom like um I write like I feel like I won't get out of this um you know I feel trapped I feel terrified um but then after it's finished because it will it like panic attacks you feel like you are trapped and that's it you're like I'm gonna die they will end and something and that's what I come back later when it's finished and I write at the I write at the end Um, this is 30 minutes later I feel fine I feel normal I feel happy again and that's that was really good for me to look back on when I had it again and be like oh okay I have had this feeling before I've had that feeling before I felt this exact feeling before and I was fine like it's just it's my it's a way of reassuring myself
2: I love that
1: yeah So I have some questions for you, Zach, though. So what's the most common question you get asked? Because obviously a lot of your content is um, pushed out to like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people on TikTok and Instagram.
2: So with TikTok, obviously, it's mostly Generation Z. So the demographics is usually like 16 to 24 year olds. Prime prime time. Prime. yeah you're both 22 um, yes. <laughs> <so> <laughs> he thought I was
1: 20 everyone I usually yeah. get 15 so I was very impressed yeah
2: my mistake I guess <laughs> but, um the most common questions I get would have to be obviously I'm trying to think of what's the most common question yeah. how do I speak up I think that's one of the most most common mm. questions I get how do I speak up um it's very brave yeah or especially
1: like as you were saying like a male speaking about Mental health, like uh, there is a stigma around, you know, male the so you got to be strong.
2: Like, mm-hmm. male, yeah. men don't cry. Men
1: don't cry. And,
2: and that's, that's like bullshit. It's, it's uh, like it's, a man. It's upsetting. Speaking of demographics, like 92% of my followers are females, which mm-hmm. is like making me more upset because it's like my message yeah. isn't even hitting the full target audience. Like, yes. I'm happy it is, but I want more males yeah. to speak. But when you say depression, anxiety, social anxiety, like any of that stuff, those are like trigger words for males yeah. to like tr- repress, suppress and turn off it's mm. like yeah. i can't watch that video. don't think about it yeah so i, I make, can't feel i am yeah. a brick so so, <laughs> so instead of wording it like that I'm, th- I'm thinking maybe i should like change instead of like the actual terms like maybe like a, like a generalized question just to keep their attention so mm. um the most common question is probably that though in terms yeah. of how do i speak up so uh. i did like an eight-part series on how to speak up um because yeah. it was
1: to to you should check people. that out, everyone. Yes. Eight part hit, um, T- MD motivator. <laughs> plug plug your TikTok.
2: Oh yeah, MD motivator on TikTok and MD motivator on Instagram. Yeah, you to follow. That's <laughs> you first should follow. I've ever plugged myself. Thank um, you. and
1: <laughs> it just helps, like even on your for you page to um. Get like content that is helping you, and every now and then, like I see, I'll see like one of your videos, and I'm like, oh, like you know, I's gonna in favourites. Like, yeah, save it. Save, <laughs> save it for later. For later. <laughs> I yeah. do that a lot actually. Yeah. Uh, with advice TikToks, I save them for later. Like I'll need that when I'm having a breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just nice to see positive things on your for you page instead of just skinny girls dancing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah, um, and I think <laughs> that you're just using your platform so well, and just for positivity, and it's just it's very admirable. So thank. You. very good job something Thank that you. I get a lot of
0: a lot of dms from young girls are uh, like they will and it is crazy to me they will spill their heart out to me about what they're going through and they they will and it, it is crazy to me that people feel like they know me to the point where they want to tell me everything they're struggling with and they can't even tell their close friends that and it's flattering but I also want you to know that as much as I would love to help, I can't help you from afar. Like you, you know, you do need to speak with someone who's who's a professional. Like I'm not a professional. Yeah. Um. And I and I of course will.
1: I usually answer the DMs. Yeah. Like, like we go through stuff and we can relate. Like you said, relatability, yeah. vulnerability. Yeah.
0: And I'll explain how much I can relate to them and like sympathise with them. But like, but I also will always end with like, you should speak to your parents if you if, yeah. if you're close enough with them. Speak. You know. But it is it is crazy how much influences um get get asked about those things even when my content is nothing to do with mental health
2: well they connect to you right because you mm. you developed I wouldn't say you've developed a following you developed a community or a family online yeah. right It so does they,
0: feel like that yes right yes and I
2: think that is what allows them to feel part, connected to connected, you. connected to you yeah. like genuinely connected to you and I think like I get those too and, and that goes to like spilling the hearts out and self-diagnosing worrying about that it was like I know that this can't. Tell you you have depression anxiety. Yes, but people just want to know that someone's listening yeah. and mm-hmm. empathizing and mm-hmm. validating, and that's what a lot of people want, even in real life. When you go talk to someone, they don't want you to tell them what to do. They, they just won't. want someone to listen. Yeah. They want you to understand. Like yeah. one that's of our,
1: it. yeah, one of our good friends, she lost a family member, and we're so close with her. She's like a sister, and Very she close. would she would just cry to us, and we 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 can't help. We can't bring them back, but at the end of the day, she just wanted someone to listen. She just wants someone there. She Mm -hmm. just wants to know someone's there. Cause we can't help. Like Mm -hmm. we can't sympathize, but we can just be there and she can know that someone's there. And I think that's the same with mental health. Mm.
2: I, I, sh- I don't know if I should share this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. Yeah, that's cool. If you're yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm it's comfortable. safe space.
1: We've got so, an amazing drawing yeah. of a brain there.
2: It's a beautiful brain. Would you? that an artist. Um, For the
1: listeners, we have a drawing of a brain on the chalkboard behind us. I did. <laughs> Continue. So fine. like
2: once a week, there I'll always go into the comments and I'll pick out one story or whatever it is and create a video from that comment saying everyone comment deborah matters most or bob matters most or just to overflood them with love whatever their story was that they shared and they were open to doing which is really which is really nice to like for them to see like a thousand comments directed to them just as much as i can do um there was one last week that i did
1: that's
0: gonna make me cry that is beautiful
2: she uh had stage four terminal cancer and she opened up and i got a message uh last night from someone saying that she actually passed away
1: oh god
2: so that's the first time in in saying thank you for your video it really helps during her last time i just i i didn't know how to respond i just felt yeah like that was numb, numb Numb. right just like do you respond how do you respond Yeah. yeah and it was just at that point where i'm like I, I don't know. I just like it. Was, yeah. that, that was uh, that was just something I wanted to share. I've never no, go for it. I,
0: yeah. I haven't, even told,
2: I haven't even told my friends about that. And stuff. even
0: though you may have not even met that person, it still hits you hard, mm-hmm. and sure. you're like, oh wow. And uh, I know um, because
1: you knew a part of their story. Right. And you were a part of their story.
0: I got a huge catfish story about um, this boy that um, I thought his name was Lee. Um, I thought um, he had this Instagram account, um, he was battling cancer, he was a little boy, he was like 10 and there was photos of him, um, you know, in chemo and things and um, his mother had sent me this like very detailed email about what he was going through and everything and um, it ended up being fake. Someone had got, someone had gotten photos of a sick boy that had already passed and was... Just a sick It was just sick, and but also this went on for like a month. Um, I would message the boy. Um, I didn't even know who it was. It it was not a ten-year-old boy. I was messaging. I would message the boy, and um, I would always be like, "Do you want to FaceTime?" But they were never available to FaceTime. Um, and I message the mum, but it was so strange. This person was so good at what they were doing that when I was messaging the ten-year-old boy, I felt like I was talking to a ten-year-old boy. The like writing was slow. Uh, spelling was off. When I was speaking to the mother. It was like spelling and writing was fast and fine. So I felt like I was actually talking to a 10 year old sick boy. And then turns out that it was fake. And they posted this thing saying um, he had died. And I cried. I ca- called my mom in the middle of like, she was at school, um, at work. And I was crying, like, Lee died, mom. Like, I was, I was felt so close to this boy that didn't even exist. It was some sicko that had got photos from. S- someone who had already passed and what i was thinking in that moment is like this person must be in the lowest of lows to f- like want attention that much and it was weird because they didn't even it's want like money. For
1: money i was gonna ask you what was the
2: purpose of that
1: yeah i
0: have no idea know. they didn't want money um i they were gonna um i think,
1: I think they were he gonna said, meet no he said he said to you once he was like when i pass can you still keep in contact with my mum?" Yeah. So I think, and I think it was maybe someone just wanting to stay in contact with Georgia, maybe they then wanted
0: money or something. It was just, it was strange. Or it maybe
2: just like, like she said, just connecting with you. Yeah. It was, oh, to they like even, the extreme.
1: they even tricked McFenning. They yeah, um, it was the
0: same. Like this same person tricked McFanning. Do you know who he is? He's a no. uh, famous famous Australian surfer? Surf surf. Okay. He hit a shark. He he punched the shark. <laughs> he, he punched the shark. Have oh right.
2: Really? No, I, I, mean, I have to watch that. No. Yeah. Have you seen that meme that no.
0: Ozzy goes surfing, punches a shark? No, I haven't no, seen that. Never mind. So funny. He like had a shark attack and he just punched it in the nose. And it <laughs> went away. Like it was great.
2: I have to watch that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, back to topic. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, that's that really hit home to me, and it, it was now. I'm sadly really cautious if anyone comes to me with a really sad story, I'm almost, like, defensive. Like, that's that can't that be real. Sucks. Which sucks because a lot of the people that message me, it is real, like, cancer is real, this happens. But it's it's sad that I actually have to literally be like, is there any proof you can yeah, give me that this is real? you have to doubt
2: real? it until yeah. proven otherwise. Yeah.
1: So we've got some fan questions, like, for... This topic. So, Zach, do you have any uh, tips to stay mentally healthy during quarantine? Because obviously, especially the people in Victoria at the moment, like for our international listeners, Victoria is pretty, I think it's in stage four lockdown. It's a hot spot Uh, in New South Wales. We're not in lockdown so much. But do you have any tips for staying, you know, sane?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you can tell people the generic things, right? Drink water, eat (laughs) veggies, exercise. I think those are obviously important things that people know. But I think during this whole covid and being stuck at home and maybe stage four if you live in melbourne is knowing that these feelings are normal and the the old saying it's okay not to be okay but allowing yourself to find a way to get past that yeah um so whether that's speaking up to your friends your family and i think just having a support system during this time yeah, is definitely. is important so just like focusing your, pr- your priority should be your mental health right
1: yeah now. for sure Reaching out to people you feel comfortable with, even if you don't feel comfortable with your family, teachers, Mm -hmm. um, you know, writing in a journal can even help. Yeah, someone you trust, right?
0: I have a friend who's really – who's like opposite of me. I I seem to want to talk to someone – about if, if I'm feeling down it, my first thing is like I need to talk to someone whereas her first thing is like keep it to yourself, don't talk, um, cry alone. And I, I don't I, I don't understand it and I, I you know I try to people get her deal to deal with
1: things differently. Exactly,
0: though. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I try to get her to like talk to me and but if she doesn't want to that's fine. Yeah. Um but yeah it is it is crazy how people deal with things differently. Yeah. But I would say, like, if, you, if you're going to suppress it, it, it it gets harder, I think. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. But if you need to, you know, be in your own space, and yeah. that's how you deal with it, that's how you deal with it. But definitely speak up once you're feeling better kind of thing. Um, another question was, how do you stay so positive? And I think that you don't. Yeah, I think <laughs> you we know? hit that. Yeah, yeah we, we hit, hit that. that. Like, it's not always sunshine and rainbows and puppies, and that's okay. It's and okay to feel your feelings, yeah. but not for Not, not for too seven. long. yeah. <laughs> So another question we had was, would you quit YouTube or TikTok for and the quiet life? Uh, no. <coughs> what about you, Zach?
2: Absolutely no. Yeah, mm.
1: neither would I.
0: Georgia? Uh, no, I, I really wouldn't. Um, I think YouTube's already a bit lonely. So with, <laughs> with, without that, because I do it by myself pretty much. Yeah, you
1: work from home. What I, play, about you, I play my
0: own characters. <laughs> yeah.
1: What about you, Zach?
2: No, I definitely wouldn't quit TikTok. Um, it's a creative outlet for me in a selfish way, but it's mm. also a really...
1: That's not selfish.
2: <laughs> thank you, but it's it, it's a really strong tool. Like TikTok is, like you go viral, but you can go, you can do so much good with it. You can reach so many yeah. people. So, and just, your, so your
1: content is so helpful. Thank you. It's so, not just so I, dancing. <laughs>
2: yeah, so I feel like it would be selfish of me to quit, and yeah. I enjoy doing it, so I don't see myself. Yeah, quit. especially yeah. when you're
1: helping so many people. For me, I wouldn't quit either, just because, um, you know, I'm I I vlog because I love making memories and I love keeping memories like in my room I just have a wall of frames because <laughs> yeah. I frame oh, wow. all my photos because I just don't want to forget about Such them. a basic teen world. No but no. I just I just <laughs> I don't want to forget you know I think that you know as a teenager like a uh, life's you know you don't have a lot of responsibilities and I just don't want to forget how good I have it yeah. and I want to be grateful for everything and I think YouTube just gives me an outlet to you know make memories and save them and you know film everything. <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of the podcast
0: thank you so much for listening thank you so much zach for being on the yeah Yeah, we absolutely love talking to you even though you've got an amazing following zach i think your stuff is very underrated and i think you deserve a lot more a lot more hype so anyone listening please go over to zach's tiktok and instagram motivator at md motivator
1: if you would like to access any resources we talked about today like the ted talks or beyond blue for extra help they'll be in the show notes below and if you liked this podcast, please tune in next Wednesday at 5 pm. on Spotify and we'll see you later we'll see you next time. Thanks Zach thanks again Zach. Thank. Thank, you. You. Thank you. Bye
0: G <laughs> thanks is a Spotify original podcast hosted by Georgia and Lily Grace, created in collaboration with Amplify. Our executive producer for Spotify is Leah Harris, and for Amplify, our producer is Michelle Melki. Original music by Tamara Violet Partridge, and our show is recorded and mixed at Amplify Studios. Follow, Follow and listen, listen for free only on
1: Spotify.